I can't see the thing, so I'm just going to count on you. Right. Uh, you can count on me. We're recording right now. Oh, we are. Huh? What you said right there. <laughs> oh, sorry. Is gonna... No, no, no. It's real. It's okay. authentic. This right. is Dr. Rick, Rick okay. Blackman. Hello, John. Yeah, Rick. It's wonderful to see you. We are uh, actually in Ventura, and it's such a spectacular place overlooking the ocean if you're able to see it. Oh, cool. I can't get the angle worked quite on this film, so I, I hope it will be okay. But God has got a new beginning, so this counts as a new beginning. So take a deep breath. Let go of yesterday, because yesterday's gone. Whatever you got right, whatever you got wrong, God will cover it. This is the day that God has made, so embrace this day. Lift up your heart, and we're going to learn how do we find God in every moment, in every inch of space. We're doing that by looking through Genesis, and I'm very excited about this one. I'm going to talk with Rick about relationships, particularly marriage and the story of Adam and Eve, but I think some of the dynamics probably go beyond just married couples, so... Whether you're single married, might get married, might not, uh, this will have something to say to you. This is from the second chapter of Genesis. After God uh, creates the woman, we're told in verse 23, this will get into what we want to talk about. The man said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. And then the verse that we never read in the Baptist church when I was growing up, (laughs) Adam and his wife were both naked, or if you're from the South, naked, and they felt no shame. So Rick, as somebody who works a lot with people, psychologists, when you hear those words, what does it make you think about relationships as God intended them to be lived? You know, a couple things hit me, and the first one is in that that second verse is oneness. Mm-hmm. Like, what does oneness mean to be of one flesh uh, with your mate? And over the years, I it's clear to me as a practicing counselor now for many decades, it doesn't mean sameness. Uh-huh. Uh, sometimes when I'm giving a talk, I will say, "Have you learned yet that the longer you're with someone, with your your spouse?" the more different you become. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never more similar in my mind than you are at the beginning. Oh, and, really? And the real, oh. the real challenge of a, of a healthy, long-term marriage relationship uh, is how do you deal with differences? I thought it was like the longer you live, it's like people and their dogs. You keep looking more and more alike. You might, you might look similar, <laughs> but I feel like 40 years into it, and you're uh-huh. close to that, yep. um, the more you know about how truly different you really are mm-hmm. uh, from your spouse. Uh, and it, feels to me like a, a benchmark for a, in a healthy relationship, you either get good at uh, dealing with differences, acknowledging them, celebrating them. So oneness does not mean So if oneness doesn't mean sameness, what does, how should people think about oneness? I think the way to think about it is it's a matter, at least in my mind, of knowing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to what degree do you have high quality knowing mm-hmm. and maybe being known? So intimacy... I think I get from this verse, and then we can move into sort of the, the naked and unashamed part, has to do with how much am I engaging with um, who I really am, what I really think, that I dispensed with, um, you know, sort of the outer and the cosmetic, but that I can um, really share. So if I know my wife, and frankly, even in other relationships, if I know you, mm-hmm. to what degree am I engaging with what, like, you think? or what my wife thinks, what my wife feels, um, especially 
given that what she thinks and feels today might be different than what she thinks and feels uh, tomorrow. Or so interesting. I was just with a group of people and they work together, but they're working on trying to build trust as a team. Mm-hmm. And they work with Henry Cloud, who, you know, is yeah. a yeah. psychologist and writer. And Henry's got a new book coming out on trust. And he says, trust begins with understanding. Yes. Yes. And so the desire to understand. And it was interesting watching folks sometimes when, um, sludge gets into the relationship you can see it's not just that people don't want to be close they don't want to understand they just want the other person to be like them or agree with them so that's interesting i've said many times in the counseling office that my favorite quality to nurture or cultivate in a relationship is curiosity to what degree can i get curious even though maybe instinctively I don't want to be curious. I don't Mm. really want to know, but it's such a, (laughs) I mean, that's honest, I guess, right? And I guess even that is transfer. So the the two favorite words that I see coming up in my office all Mm -hmm. the time, John, transparency Mm. and vulnerability. Like when I think of having oneness, having closeness, having connection, I don't think anymore, firstly, about whether my needs are being met or my spouse's needs are being met. That's important, but I'm more interested in using the lens of, of curiosity and oneness. And do I engage in what my partner really thinks and really feels, knowing that that's both subject to change and it's different than me? Like, I feel like that's like maybe the main piece is that I am trying to know somebody and be known even in the midst of increasing knowledge well, about difference. It's so interesting when you say that because I was thinking about curiosity and the curiosity is always available. I can always be curious. Yes. However, I was thinking about times when I'm angry um, in my relationship with Nancy or with other people. It's very hard to be angry and curious at the it, same it time. Really is. It's like yeah. It's almost like they're an inverse relationship and the more anger goes up, the more curiosity goes down. Which I think means clinically to a clinician yeah. that if you want closeness and you're angry and that is a normal thing to feel you first have to calm down like anger is not a bonding emotion <laughs> to say the obvious that could be a book yes, that yeah. could be thank book. you dr obvious some of the other emotions though like if you're sad it's yeah. if you're angry at me you're right mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for us to bond in that moment probably yeah. one or both of us are going to have to calm down first but other emotions like sadness and even anxiety, I think can be more bonded. Uh, you can kind of connect uh, more in that. And you know, the longer I work, the thing I think people do crave, even if curiosity doesn't come naturally, is to be known and to know fully. And you know, 40 years into it, I don't think I'm close to fully knowing or even being fully known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you adopt that idea of curiosity. It's so good. But it moves into that second part, and I wanted you to read yeah. that, even though the Baptist in you maybe didn't read that when you were young, about naked and unashamed. And what does that mean? Mm. And, and uh, an author that I like talks about, he will have groups where he will talk about those words and then generate you know, from the group. What does it mean? What comes to mind when you think about naked? And what comes to mind when you think about unashamed? And I wrote down some of the words that he generally gets from groups. Under naked, people would generally come up with words like vulnerable, mm. exposed, mm. open, revealing, sensitive, woundable. Yeah. That is, you share things that are authentic, things that you think and feel 
not knowing for sure what the reaction will be. Mm -hmm. And that that's a, that's a trait that I very much want to exhibit in my close, certainly my closest relationship of marriage to my wife, but even in close bond and friends as well. And that you're not defensive. Those are like words that you'd think about with yeah, naked. Yeah, with naked. Yep. Whereas with no shame, unashamed, what does it mean? What are the words that we think of? Secure, mm. proud, confident, strong, bold, comfortable, not embarrassed. Mm. And that tension, I was thinking of a talk you did recently where you're talking about separation and planaga, about being both was it yeah. distinct mm -hmm. and union distinction Which is and union it's like that is um, kind of a theme god is separating light from darkness sky from earth dry land from the, he separates and joins together that's how shalom is created yes, yes so now in this text he separates the man from the woman yeah uh so that they are separate but then he joins together and then he joins them together yes yeah and that is, yeah, I keep hearing that thing come out in the talks that you're doing. Walter Brueggemann on this passage, he talks about an interesting dimension to it is when Adam sees the woman. My wife will hate this. Somebody said a long time ago, he says, I almost speechless. So her name is just, whoa, man, whoa, man, woman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nancy won't think it's funny. That is a, I think, it's, I think funny. it's pretty funny. Uh, but then he says, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And when red, you think yeah. about those two categories, Bone, hard, strong, um, confident, flesh, soft, pliable, vulnerable. Tension. So, uh, you know, when I see this person, there's someone who is like me. There's part of them that can be hard and strong, and there's part of them that can be soft and pliable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm that way too. And to think of that as a goal for people to, in their closest relationships, yeah. certainly their marriage, that let's use that lens, you know, mm -hmm. the knowing and being known lens rather than, you know, the obsession, the preoccupation that I so often am dealing with is my needs, you know, yeah. are my needs being met, am I meeting my partner's needs? And in my mind, that can take care of itself. So really as a person, uh, to be separate means I have to be okay with God. Mm -hmm. And uh, my okayness has to come from being rooted in him. I can't, but he can. I think I'll let him. And then I don't depend on you for being okay as a human being. Mm -hmm. And then I can yeah. be curious about you. Yes. So today, yeah, so good. Uh, be naked before God. Mm -hmm. Nothing to hide, nothing to lose, nothing to fear. Uh, ask for that kind of security. And then as you look at people today, be curious about them. Even if you have known them for more than 40 years, ooh, ooh. just wonder what's what's going on in those depths. <laughs> what's lurking around yes. way down inside there. End of teaching, beginning of your day with God and the other men and women that God brings into your life. Thank you. And so fun, thank you, God, for making that train go away. That was getting a little bit noisy. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. My name is Tim. I'm a part of the team here at Become New. If you'd like to receive the emails that go along with each video, you can let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Or if you'd like to receive a text alert whenever we release a new video, you can text the word become to the number 855-888-0444. 
If you have a prayer request, please let us know. You can text that request to that same number, 855-888-0444. There's a group of us who meet every day to pray over those requests. So we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.